Hello, welcome to Workplace Wake Up. I'm Jen Shaw. Every week, I spend about 15 minutes covering legal developments, introducing you to interesting guests, and providing some entertainment to start your workday. Oh my gosh, I cannot believe it is almost Thanksgiving. Unbelievable. Okay, here we go. The end of the year is coming. I have had some experiences recently that made me think it would be a good idea to talk about working with challenging leaders. And what's the most effective way to do that? Now, let me have a moment of transparency with all of you. I'm probably sometimes a challenging leader. I have high standards. I work really hard. And it's funny. Some people think I'm a micromanager. Some people say I don't manage closely enough. So it's very interesting, right? People have different experiences. More people say that I'm more hands-off, but it's interesting um, to really think about what is our management style. And I, I think in many ways, when I make decisions in our organization, some people like them, some people don't, right? So there's no question in my mind that some people probably consider me challenging. I think it is important to define for ourselves, what do we mean by a challenging leader? Because I think challenging can be positive in terms of holding you accountable, driving you, mentoring you, coaching you. That can be someone who is challenging because they don't just take what they get, right? They, they actually want you to do better and they drive you to do better. But challenging can also mean they're a jerk right? They're rude. They're short. They don't have any empathy for your personal situation. They uh, apply rules without any understanding of the need to sometimes have exceptions. And I know that sounds crazy because all month I've been talking in these podcasts about how important it is to have a policy and then follow the policy. But the truth is we're human beings and there are real situations that come up And so sometimes there's going to be an exception, right? Sometimes there's going to be something that we're going to want to look at and say, hey, we want to do something a little differently in this situation because of X or Y, because of the circumstances. So it's important, first of all, in an organization to define what is the leadership culture? How do we manage people? Who is successful in our organization as a leader? So I work with some clients where there are leaders who call their their direct reports 24-7. They want to know where they are at all times. They want to have them check in on, on vacations and holidays. I get it because guess what? The business is still running when I'm in Hawaii or whatever I'm doing. But people don't like it. Most people don't want to be called at home or when they're on vacation, unless it's a really important issue, right? So as a leader and as an organization, we have to think about, okay, what is our culture? What are we trying to drive here? What what is important for us as an organization? And then how do we get leaders who embody whatever that is, right? So I think it's an interesting proposition for all of you who work with managers and supervisors to get together with them, however you do this, you know, your regular quarterly meeting, your one-on-ones, whatever it is, a training that you might be doing 
and say, you know, let's talk about what is an effective leader. Because people have to learn, right? I always say I wasn't born an effective leader. I'm a really good individual contributor. I work really hard. I care about my work. I have good attention to detail. Doesn't mean I'm perfect by any stretch, but I like what I do and I want to be good at it. And I'm not afraid to dig in, roll up my sleeves and get it done. But being a leader requires a lot of different skills, right? It's not just about being smart or coming to work on time or meeting your deadlines. It's about how you manage people, how you coach people, how you get people to do what is best for your organization. And for me, those were not traits that I was born with. Those were traits I had to learn. And I had to learn some of them the hard way, right? So when we look at who is a successful leader in an organization? Who is a challenging leader in an organization? Where do we draw the line? Like, can we have someone who's a good manager because they meet their quotas, but their team is all quitting because they're miserable? I don't think so. I don't think you can say someone is a good leader or an effective leader if they have institutional problems, if they have you know, a turnover rate that is out of whack with what else is going on in the organization or the industry. If they have folks who are really upset, who are going to HR or personnel a lot about what's going on. Now it might be, and I've seen this a million times, that the old leader let the team get away with murder. Now the new leader comes in and everyone's like, who is this crazy person who's making us do all this work? We didn't have to do this before. And sometimes they think, oh, well, this leader is mean or this leader is, is demeaning or this leader isn't doing a good job when what it really is is the prior leader didn't do a good job. So nobody does us any favors by being the nice, lackadaisical sort of, you know, whatever it is it is leader. Because when we come in and have demands and expectations and ideas and want to collaborate and want to cooperate, it, it can often be seen as overreaching. It can often be seen as, well, what is this person doing in my lane? This person is way too far in what I am doing. So I have a five point sort of plan, if you will, for deciding, number one, do you have a challenging leader? And number two, what do you do about it? All right. So the first part of this is really figuring out what are people's leadership styles? So if you're in HR or you're the in-house employment lawyer or the outhouse employment lawyer, you got to know who you're dealing with, right? What, what are their skills? What are their, what things are they good at? What things are they um, needing to work on? Who are these folks you're dealing with? What is their style? Is their style hands-off? Is their style very hands-on, who are they? The second thing is to think about, does that style work for the organization? Okay, is it working for you? Everyone's not gonna have the same style. We don't want them to. We want diversity of perspective and approach and problem solving. So we don't want everyone to be the same, but you have to ask yourself in every instance, is this style working? Is there something I could be doing better? Or is there something this person should be doing better? The third part of this is to get input from the team, but to understand that you're gonna have outliers. 
So if someone's having a performance problem, more likely than not, they're going to have negative things to say about that leader. If someone just got a huge raise, they may have concerns about the leader, but they're not likely to focus on them because they just got a, an increase that they really appreciated, right? So you need the feedback, but you've got to really think hard about the outliers and, and what you think is really going on. The fourth thing is to recognize that sometimes leaders need coaching. And there are a lot of coaching companies out there. Some of them do a good job. Some of them don't, in my opinion. But the idea is to partner with the leader to help them figure out how to improve their communication, how to help them connect more with their employees, how to set more realistic deadlines if that's a problem. So the coach can really help analyze what needs to be done differently to make this leader more effective and how are we going to get there. And then the last thing you want to think about is, okay, do we have a situation where we need to be really working steadily with this leader to make sure we're seeing progress? Because what you're going to want to see is what we call immediate and sustained improvement if you've got somebody who's a problem, right? If you've got a challenging um, leader. But it's hard to turn a personality around on a dime, right? It's hard to change a management style in two days. So a lot of times when you're in an HR role and, and you realize you're working with a challenging leader, you need to figure out the game plan, right? What is it we're going to do? How are we going to get to this, get this person from A to B? Now, if they have performance issues aside from their communication style or their leadership style, it may not be worth it to go through all this, right? You may just decide they're not a good fit for the organization because they're not getting it done. I'm talking about people who are competently getting their duties done, but are creating challenges in the workplace because of their leadership style, their communication style. Those kinds of things can have a pretty big impact. So when you're dealing with challenging leaders in your organization, I think in addition to the five things we just talked about, transparency is really important. Being able to say, hey, Jen, I'm talking to you because we received some feedback that your deadlines are not reasonable. And I wanna help you figure out what's going on there. Like, you know, are you not getting the information enough with enough time to, to give appropriate deadlines? Are you disorganized so you're not giving the deadlines until you've known about them for two or three days? You know, what's going on here? So the, the, the human resources personnel side of this is really working with the leader to figure out, all right, what, what might be going on here and how am I going to deal with getting this person where I need them to be in terms of leadership? I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's quick, but it's part of what makes human resources and personnel teams so vital to an organization. And it doesn't matter if we're talking about private sector or public sector, it's all the same. The role you have in human resources, personnel, is so important to the organization's bottom line. Because if you have these managers who are driving people out by their communication or their work style, people who are good employees, who are getting it done, who are just having an issue with how they're being spoken to, or things like deadlines, as we've talked about, that's when you want to get involved. You want to figure out what's going on there. So again, we're not trying to make everybody the same, but we have to make sure that everybody's leadership style is actually working for the organization. It's a benefit to the organization. 
So I know it's easy to say in a 15-minute podcast, it's a lot harder to put this into practice, but I just wanted to give all of you a little bit of an idea of how you can do this. I know you can do it. It may be hard, but we can do hard things. So get out there and get it done, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great rest of your day. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to spread the word, please share it with others, post about it on social media, and or rate and review it. Of course, you can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter, and email us at info at Workplace Wake Up, including its guests and hosts, do not provide legal advice in this podcast. Do not act upon any of the information discussed in this podcast without consulting a licensed attorney in your jurisdiction.